0: Hey, everyone. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain it to you. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'll be listening. Welcome to Visibility Unlimited. I'm Leslie Short, your host and owner of the Cavo Group. We work with companies and organizations to expand beyond their current culture. Visibility Unlimited discusses topics focusing on diversity, inclusion, leadership, culture, and current events. Look out for my book, Expand Beyond Your Current Culture, out January 2021. Enjoy this episode and remember to subscribe to stay updated on future podcasts. Hi, and welcome to Visibility Unlimited Spotlight, the video version of Visibility Unlimited Podcasts. So, whether you are watching or listening, I have a very special guest with me today, which I'm looking really forward to this conversation, Daryl Kulan. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Leslie. Oh, hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, for everyone to know, Daryl and I met through our activism for the US Israel relationship, which means so much and so in so many different ways for so many people. But we connected on so many different levels. But our conversation today, Um, As we are closing out Black History Month, um, yet Black History is 365 days a year, the conversation will be, we are not monolithic. So Daryl, if you don't mind sharing with the guests, what makes you not monolithic?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leslie, thanks so much for that question. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Hello, everyone listening in and watching. Um, So, Leslie, I know you know this, but I grew up in New Orleans, and for people who don't know New Orleans right now, it's carnival season. It's a city where anything goes. Um, It's a majority Black city and has been for uh, most of its history. Um, It's a city that my, particularly my dad's side, has roots in just making the, the city, the Black culture, the Mardi Gras culture, all of these things that New Orleans is celebrated about, and people know about that, is just kind of entwined into who I am. Um, My dad's family, uh, they're mostly Creoles. So um, for those of you uh, watching the video, you see I'm fairly light-skinned. And so we're like a light-skinned Creole Black people. And, you know, so we are actually very lucky that uh, we can trace our ancestry, uh, at least in America, back to the slave ship that came to Louisiana on my dad's mm. side. So uh, that's not common for a lot of Black people for a host of reasons. And so, <laughs> um, you know, knowing a little bit more about where we came from and where our Black story in America started um, on my dad's side is um, that I think that's pretty incredible. And on my mom's side, um, they're non-Creole Black people. Um, my, <laughs> my... Can
0: you, can you share a bit more about Creole for those that may have heard about it, but don't yeah. really know.
1: So I'm not an expert on this. And so okay. if you wanna correct me or whatever, like, yeah. No. So uh, Creole, as I like to define it and explain it, is a really unique mix of African, both free, free people of color, free Black people and enslaved uh, Black people. Um, American, um, Indian, um, French, and Spanish. So all of the both colonial cultures and the cultures that were forcibly brought into America and into Louisiana and cultures that were there before uh, (laughs) colonial entry um, all make up a really unique mix of Creole, like Louisiana Creoles. And so there's Creole people who look white there's Creole people like us who look and are black uh just really just one of the more interesting I think um, elements about Louisiana culture being so different than anything else um right. and so uh, yeah we, I, I mean I'm I'm black I know I'm black but like specifically you know my dad's side um, Creole black black Creole people um so yeah it's, it's your culture it's part of your culture. That's why my last name is French. I heard that French uh, pronunciation in the intro. Oh no, I couldn't,
0: I couldn't help myself because we are not all monolithic. So we must understand that our culture blends from so many different other cultures to make us who we are, that we should be looked at for who we are and not the way that we appear to be.
1: Yeah, I agree. You I agree.
0: So continue to share some of the other things about yourself.
1: Yeah, so um, so yeah, we just talked about all the Creole people. That's my dad's side. My mom's side, um, more traditional African-American roots. Um, my great grandparents actually have a pretty interesting story of how they met my mom's grandparents, who I was blessed to meet and know before they passed away. Uh, again, I know that's rare and a blessing. I wish I had asked more questions, but I you know, I was young, but just knowing that, so, I, uh, <laughs> right. Um, so my great grandfather was the son of plantation owners, um, and his wife, my great grandmother, was the daughter of former slaves who grew up on that plantation, and so like knowing even just them and that history of how they met, and you know also how their relationship was even illegal uh, for most of, most, yeah, it, it it just really sort of guides me of that. You know, no one one can take away my claim to Blackness as as different and unique as both the New Orleans Black story, my individual story, which I know we're going to get into, Leslie, but I know at the heart just who I am as a person, how I see the world, and I know how the world sees me. Uh, I'm a Black man in America, um, and I wouldn't change that for the world, um, but there are certain challenges, but a lot of opportunities that come with Just, you know, having this wonderful skin. I have this melanin shirt on to, you know, just like, just to celebrate that. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Listen, when, you know, a lot of stories in the news. And so I'm going to say in the news, because we, (laughs) as African Americans have walked into this, have lived this. When you're the only one in the room, the only one in the space, the perception of who you are, what you are. But then there's something additional that in different rooms that you may walk into, I know that I've walked into, but I'm walking into as a guest. You're not a guest. <laughs> <laughs> it is part of who you are.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, Leslie, you're talking about Jewish spaces and Jewish rooms uh, as one example of mm-hmm. sort of being in the mix. And uh, it's, a, it, it's a really interesting line of, I do feel the claim in Jewish spaces as someone who is proudly Jewish. Uh, And then in other times I do feel almost like a fish out of water amongst my own tribe. Um, one thing I love about being Jewish, that word tribe, the, I believe that is the first like Jews are the first people that the word tribe was used to describe. Uh, and so when I think about such a small, a a global community, it just is a small community of Jews. And so how tight knit, um, Jews have been just in 3000 years of Jewish history, uh, and how that just still last today right. um i mean that is that the resiliency the steadfastness the stubbornness um it is really is a light uh in what can you can easily get bogged down in the negatives of just being jewish even in 2022 right? right um but you know just walking into different places around america as a jew to in jewish spaces and you're like oh i get it like it's it's comforting even like I'll say as, as, as a Black person, I don't get that in a lot of spaces. You can't just walk anywhere in this country and just like, oh, I fit in. In Jewish spaces a lot, again, I'm kind of generalizing, but in Jewish spaces, more often than not, I you know, I walk in, I recognize things, whether it's in Hebrew or just like the traditions and the songs and the culture and the food, all of those things. I'm like, I get it. Right. Um, still like a journey of learning because I didn't really dive into my Jewish experience until college for a host of reasons. But, um, that's another aspect of Judaism that I love is you can ask questions, and you know, there's no like um, test all, you know, all the time. I was like, I don't know this, so I'm going to lean into what I don't know and ask you a question. And if you think anything less of me, then I'm going to react accordingly and not engage. But overwhelmingly, that's the experience. Um, but then, I guess on the flip side of the coin is being um, whether people describe themselves as Jews of color, or I describe myself as a black Jew. Um, uh, Jews of color, including um, African-American or Black Jews, represent about 20% of um, Jewish America. And so <laughs> when I go into non-Jewish space, we're like, oh, Jews, Jews could be a little brown and Black. Right. They're not <laughs> monolithic. That's the whole
0: point of this today. I, you know, I love you so much, and I love having these conversations with you. And I'm like, yes, this, 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 this podcast and everything is about diversity, equity, and inclusion and, and culture. And this, you are the epitome of this because don't assume who I am, right? Because where I may show up, either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm as southern as they come. I also am, I'm, I'm like culture wise, pretty black. Like I have had, I don't know why, but I've had Alabaster Box by CC Wynans on repeat all day. It just that's what I felt when I woke up, so I clicked repeat on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as my Jewish journey really. I guess sort of started in college. Um, I, I first started at, an, at a Catholic HBCU that I have nothing but the utmost respect for. But even in, in a space that was created for Black people who didn't have opportunities, uh, even in New Orleans, right. uh, let alone around the around the country, um, it, the. The sort of qualifying boxed in questions that I got was it was really the first time I'd experienced that with Black people. Again, New Orleans is a majority Black city. I had never really had any question as to whether or not I was Black enough, right. um, and so I get to you know a place with mostly Black people, and I'm like, oh, this is this is dope. I like this. Like right. we don't get this a lot. And then they're like, oh, are you actually Black? It's like, yeah. Uh, wait, can I touch your hair? No, you cannot touch my hair. Um, <laughs> which well, It becomes almost the reverse. When, 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 and this is part of
0: it as well. When I say we're not monolithic, I'm saying it to all of us across the board. Yeah. Black, white, yellow, purple, green. We cannot just put all of us because we may look right. alike, sound alike, a walk alike, or close enough alike mm-hmm. to assume that we understand the journey for which someone is traveling.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know and i understood that again uh new orleans is again majority black city but anything goes You do, you almost whether it's just being polite and southern or you're just like whatever you just right. don't really question how people express themselves and also like that's just how i grew up like just accept people for you know how they present themselves act accordingly move on um, and so when I was in that space, I I start my birthday's late, so I started college at 17. So I'm just kind of like fresh, like just not really knowing what the world is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, all right, college, cool. Um, it's
0: just easy to hear. Here I
1: come. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, being in that space, it was very, very challenging to be challenged by Black people. I was like, this, this is weird. Um, and then when they found out that I was Jewish, which again, just like a, you could see the hamster wheels turning of questions that they're like, wait, so what parent is Jewish? Why are you assuming both of my parents can't be Jewish? So are you, are you mixed? I'm Black mixed with a little bit Blacker. I don't know what else to tell you. So. <laughs> And so, yeah, it was it was a very um, uncomfortable experience to say the least. But it did open my eyes to the idea that you know, even in amongst ourselves as as Black folk, we gotta have a we gotta have better conversations. Whether it's about colorism or religious diversity, um, acceptance of you know different sexual orientations of Black folk. It's so many things that we need to work on internally you know, while also, you know, pushing non-Black communities to be, you know, better advocates and allies for and with us. Um, but yeah, that that was like my first two years of college. And then I eventually transferred uh, to a state school and I sort of had a night and day experience. I could be openly Jewish. Okay. <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Was, As opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's that was... Um, you mentioned like we met in our in our pro-Israel activism and that's sort of where uh, the last two years of undergrad, that's where it, it really heightened and picked up. Um, and I just, again, was asking more questions, getting more comfortable with myself and sort of the, I guess, renegade quote unquote ways of how I could be black, Jewish, gay in all of these different spaces, but they didn't make me any less of any of my identities. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as weird as I I guess people wanted it to be,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but I love how you say it's people wanted it to be as opposed to who you knew you, you were, and you are, and I think until we have the conversation that we live not for others, but for ourselves within our identity and that you, you. We would hope you should, I shouldn't, you never tell anybody what they should do, (laughs) but you should take people for face value for who they are and how they present to you, as opposed to the image that you have set forth Right. that, you know, they must be this because they look like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same that when you're hiring, well, I can check all of these boxes because this one does that, but there's so much more to people that they have no idea what's going on.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's you know, and I find in in the activism work that Leslie, I know you you've been a part of, and that just is my it's my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be incredibly complex of um, you know explaining the simple thing of that multiple truths can happen and that I simply, cause I stated this fact or I shared this identity it's I haven't set up a binary for you to counter. I'm just sharing who I am right. um, and that element, it's incredibly complex, but then just reaffirming who you are as a person, your values, your background, my my roommate, and when I lived in California, my roommate would always joke when I met people uh, at work, um, typically like new donors, I would somehow uh, put in that I was Southern because I didn't want anyone questioning that like, Oh, where are you from? You're going to know I'm from Louisiana and it comes with all of the good, bad and ugly of being from the South uh, because that's me. And so it, so on one hand, the work is so complex, but on the other hand, it's, it's just as simple as saying, Hey, I'm Daryl. I'm from new Orleans. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, I I guess that's just been a constant, both professionally and and personally for me uh, in the, I guess the ever continuing journey of self-love and self-acceptance, especially as me being a part of, I guess, three underrepresented or three minority groups, however you want to frame it, uh, where you can easily get bogged down in the negatives and like, if you think about black history, you think about negative stuff. I'm thinking about the celebratory things. I'm thinking about just waking up, being black. I had a, a, a fun meeting this morning with someone and I referenced the song, the, the alabaster box song that I was listening right. to and um, uh, the, the person I met her, first time I ever met this person. And I said, you know, as CC Whiting goes, you weren't there. And she finishes the song. And I'm like, because <sighs> we don't know. Yeah,
0: we don't know how we can connect.
1: Yeah. Now, would we have thought we would
0: have connected the way that we did? Who knows? <laughs> if we're in the same circles and we have same visions and missions and values, um, you're going to meet people that look like you, don't look like you. That mm-hmm. the bottom line is that the values are there. Yeah. And that doesn't make a difference what where you've come from. Mm-hmm. or what you look like, yeah. it's where we're all going, you know? Yeah. And we, I don't think we have that conversation enough. It's like you said, okay, you can check those three categories, right? Mm-hmm. But why do you have to explain those three categories? And I love it. You said, wait, it is not up for debate or what did you say? It's not up for.
1: <laughs> I don't know how you disagree with someone's identity. And like, I'm, I'm telling, you know, when I lived in LA, um, before, you know, we had to wear face masks and everything because of mm-hmm. COVID. Um, you know, I, I guess I thought it, maybe it was flattering or just, I don't know. But, you know, I would be in stores and people would directly speak to me in Spanish. I didn't think it was offensive. Um, and I, I'm i comfortable speaking Spanish, but um, I'm Black. And, <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you assumed I am Latino or Hispanic or, like, again, I'm not bad about other cultures, but... You know, I, that wasn't me. That wasn't my truth. And so, and you know, when people assume, and that was like such a benign example, right? right. But when people are like, "Oh, are you sure you're not? Are you sure you're not?" I, I am. I am. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I'm sure I'm black.
0: Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because when I lived in Europe, and I've spoken about this before, I was called Matisse. And that's a mix. And so like you, I would be like, I'm mixed with South Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, So somebody should call my parents and let them know. know I'm not anything, my great grandmother's Cherokee Indian. But (laughs) that was a way for others to feel comfortable because in their mind in Europe, I did not look what they felt a African-American woman should look like.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So therefore they wanted to be comfortable.
1: And it's so, um, I don't know if the right word is belittling or even like dehumanizing in a way that someone, you know, again, nothing negative against other cultures, but, you know, when people assume that I'm biracial or they assume that I converted or, you know, all of these things to diminish claims to any of the identities that I don't, like, I, I don't think that all like, I just, I am. I don't think about these things. I
0: am. I like that. I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I was, I was in San Francisco one time and uh, I was just like in one of the tourist, you know, shops on the wharf. Mm-hmm. And um, the, one of the workers was like, sir, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I have like, I have to ask, like, you you look so exotic, which I'm like, great. Where is this going? <laughs> like, are you like, are you from North Africa? And I was like, No. Central America, and I think he was from Central America. And I was like, no, I'm I'm from Louisiana. I'm so sorry to be boring and simple, but I like, please stop trying to either water down my identity, whiten me up to fit, you know, your comfortability with either what you know or who you are to, you know, figure out how to engage with me. Um, Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I
0: mean, sometimes I, I will give a slight pass because I go, do you see me and you're trying to connect cause you're somewhere and you're the only one as well. Yeah. And so you're looking for anyone that you can connect to. And because I lived out in this country for 13 and a half years, I kind of understand that mentality, right? Mm-hmm. You get that first like, And I said, it's the pass. Yeah. the first what comes out of your mouth first. And then we go from there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there's the pass. And there's the assumption that you have to fit what I'm thinking that you fit and you, um, I need you to fit what I need you to fit. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're going to have to do this for us to engage as opposed to, wow, you're amazingly interesting and smart and I just want to get to know you better. I just need to engage. Um.
1: It, you know, Leslie, that reminds me of, you know, in 2020, um, sort of during the so-called racial reckoning protests, all these particularly non-Black people were like, oh, we, we really got to understand like, you know, Black, African-American culture One, like have a Black people one-on-one chat. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, usually like acquaintances or just people I had met in passing, started like blowing up my eye message saying, you know, what, what books can I read? And what, and I was like, Baby, I don't know you. You don't know my favorite color. We have not, you know, went get ice cream together, but you want me to help you unpack 400 plus years of generational trauma and a lived experience that I like both struggle and embrace every day. And we don't even have the basic, you know, information icebreaker chats about one another. Yeah. So it's like, can we actually get to what matters and why like, I love the color blue um, before we like talk about how I am more or less direct descendants of people who were enslaved brought to this country and how that impacts me daily. Right. Um, so like, let's, you know, like, and it, it, again, like back to my comment about the work that I do now and how both complex and simple it is. It's so simple and easy to just have a normal conversation as two human beings and like, yeah. hey, you don't look like the people I grew up with or where I live now, let's talk, Like, let's just get to know one another versus, so I just want you to um, help me get to this level of, I think, comfortability or understanding and then right. buy. <laughs> like, right, you're my Right, daughter. right, yeah. Um, and so, and you all, uh, as Maya Angelou said, believe people um, the first time they show who they are. I know I'm like butchering that quote, but. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: if someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them, they there we go. Believe them, yes. And, and so I think like that's part of it. Um, you know, give people grace because uh, these conversations can be sensitive and you know, mm-hmm. have more emotional readiness than others. Um, but yeah, it's it's not that hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm a big one on grace. Um, because we know what we know, yeah. but there's a point where there has to be, you have to begin to educate yourself, Mm -hmm. um, outside of yourself, or, you know, as I always say, expand beyond your current culture, (laughs) you know, um, because you can't come and have the same conversation with everyone expected to do the same thing. You know, yes, we're in black history month, but as I say all the time, 365 days a year, We don't Mm -hmm. only have to speak about our history, there's history being made today that we need to also honor as we honor our past. Because otherwise we stay here. There has to be a a growth of where are we going in our history? What do we want it to look like? How do we build it? Mm -hmm. And guess what? It doesn't look like maybe what some may want it to look like. But it's not your history to write. It's our history to write.
1: Yeah, I yeah, black history, every I mean, there's I've been seeing a lot of shirts that said I am black history in the making. And it's like this idea of you know, uh I know in in a lot of cultures, both Jewish and African American culture, the importance of of our ancestors is just rooted in everything we do. My Catholic dad has candles um under his uh, my grandparents who are both deceased under his, which his parents. Right. Um, Jews typically name newborns after deceased relatives. Like it, that's rooted in, you know, both it's of our my,
0: history, it's our, it's our
1: culture. It's our history, but then also it's our present. You know, like yes. I'm a junior, I'm named after my dad. We have the same exact name. Um, that my, my Kulon last name has not a big presence, but it, you know, they like, I go home and people know my last name and so and But I what I'm doing now and the, the lived truths that I'm in, and um, I know, Leslie, you know this, like the, the career path I'm currently in and the, what I eventually want to transition into, both not very Black. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, Let's but, talk about uh, how that history. is starting to
0: shift. And I can't wait for you to be part of that shift. Feel free to share what you would like to do next.
1: Um, so Leslie knows this, uh, anyone who knows, you don't even have to know that much about me. You can just see my social media. Um, I love aviation. I always have. I, um, I was, I flew a plane before I had a permit to drive a car. Uh, I was 14, (laughs) flying an airplane, um, which you can do. Uh, and you know, anytime I like I'm walking down a hallway or just have like a daydreaming, Moment, uh, I'm thinking about my head is literally in the clouds, and <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's something that um, I I'm not going to share like I guess two of my biggest regrets, um, but you know I didn't my I didn't want a third one to happen of keeping uh, or, or still running away from this magnet that is aviation like no matter where I am, there's always like an aviation angle in my head. Uh, When I move to Texas, I I can see planes going into the the bigger uh, Houston airport. So it's just like, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think just gradually over the, um, now over 10 years since I took my first flight, everything has just been pulling me back to that uh, wonderful world of aviation. But uh, and now I'm uh, finally enrolled myself in a flight school. So uh, I'm so fortunate enough that I can like, you know, finance that um, in like my free time, again, literally head, head is in the clouds. Um, and, you know, it's, is, it's an expensive industry. Um, like, I mean, like most things now are expensive, um, but aviation has always been more or less an exclusive white boys club. Um, it has been, and so the people who, and still today, uh, the people who are, um, you know, m- who would go into aviation, their dads, grandfathers, you know, someone either served or, you know, it's so. Um, it it's it's exclusive. In 2020, yes, uh, the statistic was 94% of pilots and flight engineers identified as white. So, you know. Going into now a world, a, a new world, uh, where I was gonna say,
0: another new world. Of- another
1: world. Uh, it's still overwhelmingly white, but also uh, there's been a lot of effort to diversify the field um, to make it more obtainable, to make it uh, more real for you know people who live like us who right. want to fly an airplane because it's <laughs> Someone, yeah, getting paid to fly an airplane—it's pretty cool. I like it's. I've done it a few times. It's pretty cool. Um, But you know, you get into a cockpit, you get into a flight deck, and you probably, as a black person, you're probably going to be with a a white pilot, and and, and again, in the industry that is overwhelmingly white, and so uh, pushing back on the idea of what I can or can't do as a career professional even, like means a lot to me. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to- I'm excited for you.
0: So do you know the meaning of the Kavoku or Kavu? I don't. Ooh. So it is an aviation term. Really? It means visibility unlimited, hence- so that's why I named the Kabo group. Lizzie,
1: I didn't I, know that.
0: So my diversity, equity, and inclusion firm, for those that may be listening for the first time, that is the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And I named the podcast and the video Visibility Unlimited, and I just took took it from the meaning of Kava. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No.
1: Okay. I Wow, that's amazing. No, I, we're
0: still, we're attached in there somewhere. on <laughs> another level,
1: see? There's always an aviation angle, and I firmly believe that in every <laughs> aspect of life. Um, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. like, and I I think, Leslie, often about, like not to introduce a totally different topic, mm-hmm. but I think often about, like, you know, our sightseeing and unseen diversities. And so mm-hmm. when I was signing the paperwork, um, at, at this school, I think someone made um, a slightly homophobic remark about a celebrity's um, sibling. And yeah. so, you know, I'm sitting there, like, maybe they probably wouldn't have made an anti-Black comment because they say, oh, maybe I'll, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, I think there's a Black person here or at least a person of color, of some color here. Maybe I would <laughs> But but they didn't know that gay person was in there. And so I guess my sight unseen diversity, even, you know, in that space, I could have said, hey, man, I don't think that's, you know, But and I think that that even goes into like the idea of uh, unlimited visibility is like you, not that you have to walk on eggshells, but you really don't know what a person is bringing to the table, what they have in their backpack and so you know
0: <laughs> you, you know me always what's in your bag. Uh-huh. Uh, so. i huh I I've been do that. Yes. Yeah. You and don't I, know. You really yeah. don't know. It's and, and so I you just you know,
1: and yeah and you get you hear comments and remarks that you probably wouldn't that are true and unfiltered because someone doesn't assume or they don't see that or they don't believe that. And it's like, Ooh, we got, we got some work to do. And so, like, you know, even I think that's in not just aviation, but all careers, like whatever you, you know, don't share or don't bring to the table. um, I think just you need to be cognizant and aware that someone else next to you, close to you probably has a similar, you know, something that they just don't want to share that you just don't know and that you, it's, it's for them to share. Um, but it's also for you to not share problematic, uncomfortable comments, um, about, you know, different demographics and different groups of people. Cause you know, why,
0: why I was gonna say, well, yeah, what, you know, I'm always at, what's your, why I'm always asking, what's your, why, <laughs> asking, well, what's your why? You, you can't get to your, why what's your purpose of your, why, Like, what, what is the added value to that? Right. And so, you know, as, as we begin to wrap up, um, I mean, that's a perfect note to, to, add, to, to end on. I just want to give you just any last thoughts that you would like to share um, about just being aware that we're not monolithic. and um yeah,
1: um, you know, whether the black black history, black excellence, black identity um and i am using the word black to just encompass the global black experience um there are so many ways that whether it's through food music culture religion that may not you may not readily identify and you may like is that is that black yeah it's it's just it's different and it's new and i would encourage you just as i have with my jewish experience of uh, the american jewish community is mostly white passing. People have lighter skin than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, just as I have been leaning into what I don't know and even sometimes where I don't fit in as easily. Like I, I probably wouldn't play gospel music at a Jewish event, but hell, I'm gonna do it in this apartment. Um, <laughs> my grandma was a choir director at a Baptist church. I love it.
0: it. singing,
1: And so, um you know, lean into the differences of how people express themselves um, who are black black folk, and, and really, obviously anybody else, but particularly for, for African-Americans, for black people in this country, there are just so many ways to to express the beauty of, of blackness. Yes. Um, and for, for us being 13% of the population, if that number hasn't increased or decreased since I last checked, um, we have so much to celebrate. Uh, we have so much to let people know who we are, what we're about uh, without being so negative and and falling into, um, you know, unfortunate mishaps that either we have done or have been done upon us. Um, And so that's, I guess that's the message.
0: I love that. We are beyond a stereotype.
1: We are beyond a
0: thought of where we should be or could be. We are here um, as many within a room. Um and I love when we will end on I am. Yeah. The list goes on. Um, Daryl, I thank you so much for joining. Um absolutely. for our listeners and those watching. Thank you so much. Um please continue to follow us on the Cabo group. And I look forward to speaking with you again, Daryl.
1: Of course, Leslie, you know where to reach me.
0: <laughs> I bet I do. Find <laughs> <laughs> out.